Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, Dan. Now, before we start, let me just tell you that we are starting a new season right now. So get ready, because we have a lot of amazing people coming to the show. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. Keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, of course, depending where you are. But also, if it is your birthday, let me just wish you an amazing, incredible happy birthday. And again, thank you so much for listening to it. And I'll see you in the next one. can't have a show you know without some technical issues here and there you know what i mean right <laughs> i guess so anyway <laughs> all right hello so well so welcome to the show it is so amazing and epic and badass to have someone with such a career as as, as the one that you have i mean you are you are doing every, i mean you are doing it basically everything so that is so cool so yeah welcome to the show and thank you so, yeah, so starting with everything now with the whole you know interview here and there tell me how your acting career started? Um, well, I, um, my dad was in the film industry um, for a long time. And when I was born in California, he owned a production company called Hemdale. And they were doing all sorts of things from um, Airwolf to Platoon to Murder, She Wrote, Quantum Leap, A-Team. Um, so I grew up kind of literally sitting on Mr. T's lap. I grew up on a lot of amazing film sets in Los Angeles in the 80s. And um, my first my first actual job was a McDonald's Super Bowl, Super, Super Bowl commercial when I was two. And um, so yeah, I don't know, I guess that wasn't really the beginning of my career, but it was the beginning of my absolute mm -hmm. obsession with being a part of the industry. And um, yeah. we moved up to Idaho. Uh, which is where I grew up, and my dad and mom both became incredibly, incredibly involved in the community theater scene there. So I then sort of was always on stage, and I was on stage with my mom, and I was on stage with my dad, and um, I kind of grew up just being a complete theater-obsessed kid. Um, so that's kind of where it started, and I moved to LA just after high school to act. Um, but I ended up working behind the camera. Uh, it was a little intense for me at 18 to move from Idaho to LA. So um, I was a PA on the oh, sets for a long, long time in LA. Wow, such a journey here. That is so cool. And what yeah. were some of the challenges that you had when you were, you know, recently started with your acting career? I mean, because I think that whenever you're starting something new, it can be scary and it can be like at the same time, you know, like, like, it will be like a constant mistakes here and there because you're like in this learning curve. So for you, what were some of those challenges that you recently had? I mean, just like you're saying, the fear of failure, really. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest stumbling block was and is confidence. Um, being an actor, and this is not, you know, you probably hear this on every interview you give. It's like this constant rejection you're subjected to when you're an actor is something that the general public, you don't experience this in a job. You know, maybe a couple times in your life you're fired or you're seriously reprimanded by a superior, but it is something that you deal with daily as an actor. Um, and that to me, when I, when I moved to LA at 18 to act, I was like, I'm going, I'm doing it, I'm going to the big city. And yeah. I got there and it was like, 
I can't do I can't do this. I can't deal with the rejection. I can't deal um, with failing. And I really I tabled it for a long, long time, way too long. And um, so yeah, I think that was my my biggest challenge starting off. And now that I'm older and I'm more comfortable in my own skin and comfortable in my life and and confident the rejection is just all a part of the job now so i mean it's still a stumbling block and it's still a challenge but it's definitely something that i can overcome more easily and i have better tools to deal with now yeah totally totally. i mean in one of the first interviews that i had they were telling me that actors do auditions for a living you know and yeah. and uh and that basically got stuck into my head because yeah it, it is so interesting that i mean the the more that i have uh you know uh conflict with this whole with the whole podcast and the more actors that i've interviewed that it's so interesting like how many times they will get rejected and they still standing you know which yeah sometimes for someone that is not used to that and goes for, and go for an example for uh for like a, for like a regular job but you know for like job interview and you fail it and you feel miserable you know you know you know you feel horrible you're like 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 yeah you just feel bad and the fact that you yeah that uh, that that you actors have that as um as part of your life and manage to just like meh let's let's go for the next one i mean i do think that that is so yeah that, that is so cool you know it's i i heard something the other day that said um the audition is the job You don't yeah, go into an audition thinking, I want to get this job. I want this job so badly. I want this job so badly. You're not going to get it. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe you will. But if you go into an audition with that grabby energy um, for a job, I just, I don't know. If you if you look, I, I, if you look at the audition as the job, you do your work, you prepare, you are going to your job. Then you just get yeah. to play once you get there, you know, and it makes auditions more fun. And you're like, oh, I did that job and I'm done. And oh, oh, I actually get to do it again and get paid for it even better, you know, if you book it. So I try and go into my auditions these days like this is the job. This isn't the like interview for the job. So, yeah. Totally, totally. Now, starting with your career on theater. So you were in plays such as uh, Brilliant Traces. Uh, my name is Rachel Corey, uh, the weir. But tell me, like, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, you're basically killing it here on theater. But tell me, like, how you usually prepare before going on stage? I mean, is there, like, any specific ritual, let's say, or something, like, you always do in order to kind of set your mind into, into perform, basically? <laughs> I, to be completely honest with you, my biggest pre-performance ritual preparation is, like, yeah chugging Pepto-Bismol. I get huh. so sick. I get so nervous before any performance. doesn't matter how many times I've done the show. It doesn't matter how long the run is. Before I go live on stage, I am sick to my stomach. I mean, my mom said to me before she's seen me in the dressing room before I did uh, Rachel Corey off Broadway and I was really, really, really sick. And yeah. uh, she's like, why do you do this to yourself? And I was like, it's just, I can't do anything else. I'm like chugging Pepto-Bismol. So <laughs> one of my biggest prep things is to make sure my stomach's okay before I go on set. Um, but honestly, like with theater, you're so prepared by the time that curtain rises. And if you aren't, you're in the wrong place. So I have my lines. I've got, I've got things 
prepared in that sense. I know the character forwards and backwards. I know my co-stars, um, but it's really just getting over my on-stage jitters that are very real for me. That's so cool. That's so cool. And you know, it is so interesting also because for some of the actors that I, uh, that I've uh, that I've interviewed who uh, who do uh, theater performances, some of them will run a mile before going on stage. Some of them will eat a full bag of jelly beans, or some of them would just you know like have like like everybody has like their own thing. And I find it that's so interesting the fact that that uh, that you need to do something like that in order to kind of you know to be prepared for you to. Uh, For, uh, for you to go I like the that. running a mile idea. I like that yeah. running a mile. That would get all the like, you get this nervous yeah. energy. It's like, it's like bubbling. It's like fizzing inside, and it makes me feel sick. But I, whoever you talk to that said run a mile, I'm like might take a page from their book. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And like from all of your different performances on theater, uh, what are some of your favorite ones? And what advice could you give to those who are, who, you know? I recently started on theater I mean I have to say like the performance of my lifetime and, and the biggest performance I did was My Name is Rachel Corey and it's such an astonishingly beautiful piece of theater and yeah. heartbreaking um, and I got to do it as a play reading first. It had already been um, uh, debuted in New York and I did it as a play reading. And I got to meet Rachel Corey's parents and they came out and it was such an incredibly special experience. And then we got picked up by a theater off Broadway to do a yeah. reprisal. And I did it, I got to go to New York and live in New York and do the show. And I, it would, that was a pinnacle for me. It was such an amazing experience. And then I had a baby and I became a mom and things kind of slowed down. Cool. And then we got picked up by the Magic Theater in San Francisco. And it was like, all of a sudden I got to do this show that meant so much to me and so near and dear to my heart with a five month old baby. And it's a 90 minute one woman show. So it's like no small feat. And yeah. I did it and it was like, It was so badass. It would prove to me that I could do something magnificent and uh, and important while being a mom. And um, I got and and Rachel Corey's parents came again. Then one of the gals that she was working with in Gaza came. Then uh, I got to yeah. meet them. It was just um, that was a really incredible experience. And I don't know if I'll ever top it. Um, but in terms of advice for people that are just starting out in theater, I just say yes you know say yes to every project get on stage as much as you can get in front of audiences as much as you can and and go with a fun playful energy i think that if you if you show up too serious and too buttoned up and too like rigid about what you think the character is going to be or what you think the experience is going to be you're not going to allow yourself to find the magic that happens mm. when you become really good friends with your coworkers and you 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 discover parts of the character that maybe you didn't know because you're being playful and joking around and you're like actually that really well that actually really hit the mark so i don't yeah. i guess that's my advice have fun and say yes yeah i love it i love it yeah yeah that's so cool that is so cool wow and like how do you usually prepare a character now we understand of course that uh, that depends on the role right but what usually kind of sets your mind to this uh, journey, you know? I mean, I would I would say that it's a journey because you're basically creating someone 
out of you and you and that person is basically kind of taking place for your body to tell stories so what is your yeah like what is your preparation for a character well i feel like there's so much unwritten in a script about a character right you're coming into a moment in a character's life so there's a real opportunity to to fill in that backstory however you see fit and and the beautiful part about developing characters in a theater setting is is you're doing it with a director and you're doing it with your co-stars so it's a really collaborative effort yeah um yeah. i mean obviously some stuff is unspoken and on film it's very different you get cast in a role you show up on set and they're like did you figure this out so a lot of that background work is done on your own at homes is a very different experience um but yeah i think i definitely learn my lines first that is mm. the most important thing to me is to learn my lines backwards sideways up down all over the place so that they yeah. become mine um so that they become my words and then i can go back and do the backstory of the character and do the circumstances of where the character is in the moment or is in their life and then fill that in to how i portray them i guess i don't know does that make sense yeah it does actually it does Whew. That is <laughs> yeah yeah and what are some what are yeah like some of the things that you like the most when you were in this process of creating a character i love finding parts of myself in characters i think that that brings such an authenticity to the role and i love especially when i'm playing a character that is really broken or really overly happy i mean both of those things i'm not yeah. i'm somewhere in between <laughs> and so i there is something really magical for me about being able to interject myself into a character and and then and then kind of explore a side of me that maybe i don't get to explore in regular life my husband says mm -hmm. that when i'm re really deep into character work which is you know generally when i'm doing a theater piece he's like you change the way you talk you change the way you dress you change the way you interact with me how we fight how we love huh. um so i don't know i really sort of let that myself become the character and and that's a really really special experience Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, and like how you manage breaking a character, you know, like how you manage to like once you're done just put the character kind of a, like yeah, like just yeah, like just put it put the character away and just return to be you again. Like how you like how you do that. Yeah, it's hard. That's hard sometimes. It sort of feels like a breakup. It's a loss. At the end of a show, I definitely feel yeah. a loss because I've sort of become so close to this person that's I know it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's like this someone that I've fallen in love with and it's a part of me and then all of a sudden it's just gone and it's over and it's it's sad. People yeah. there's definitely a down after a show or a film for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You never know, but, but but you know what? It does make sense because we will see like you know, like in a lot of uh, in a lot of films and with a lot of with a lot of actors that sometimes they will go like they will go that extra mile to the character that even though that the film or the or the or the play is over they will still like pieces of that character they still doing it here and there you know and it, and it's like a long process in order for in order for them to return to be 
them, you know. So I find that very interesting. Yeah. The fact that that uh, that, and I think that especially in a like in a very dramatic role, right? That 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 breakup for you to for you to be back again. I mean, I would assume that it's that it's difficult, you know, because with that character you exploit so many emotions. So now the fact that 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 you need to put that aside so you can be you again, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a roller coaster. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now moving on to, to some uh, to some of your performances on film. So uh, you were in The Valley of Nothing, The Other Half, uh, Destined at Christmas, and and the competition. And I mean, between a lot more. I mean, as again, the list goes on and on. I mean, you're basically killing it here. Uh, but uh, but tell me, what do you think it's important for storytelling? Oh, um. Again, authenticity, authenticity in the actors, authenticity in the writing, good writing. Yeah. So important to storytelling and it allows the actors to to really blossom. I mean, it's really hard when you go onto set and the lines don't feel like quite right. They don't feel quite meaningful. They don't feel powerful. They don't feel authentic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the most important thing to storytelling is is good writing. Um, but obviously, you're not always going to be lucky with that. And if you can just show up on set or on whatever production you're on um, and and know the work and know the lines, know the work and show up as and and be as authentically true to the character as you can, I think that that rings really true once you're there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And what do you like the most about being on a film set? And what's the number one thing you always bring with you when you have to go shoot a film? Um, I love the uh, the magic that happens on a set. Right, there is so much work that goes into a production before the actor ever gets to their call time. People have yeah. been there for hours and hours and hours. There's so much prep work that goes into the entire day, the entire production. And you get there and there's just this intensity, right? Everyone is, the wardrobe's doing their job, makeup's ready to go, props is running around, getting you your watch and making sure your rings fit. And it's, um, it's just so many moving parts. And to feel like you're a part of this machine, it really is like there's no real other way to explain it other than magic. And oh. it's incredibly humbling and um you know i i wrapped uh we destined at christmas for example we did an overnight shoot and i got to set at five and blatantly everyone had been there all day making the sets making it look like christmas um i got to set at five i wrapped at 6 a.m and art department was just getting started tearing down all the sets so it's like they had a full day of work ahead of them after we had just worked a 13-hour night um So I'm humble. I'm really humbled by the amount of effort that goes into making me be able to walk onto set and do my yeah. job. And I'm always really grateful. Um, I, I always go to set with those two mindsets. I'm grateful, I'm humble, and I am prepared. Um, that is the least I can do. To show up on set not knowing my lines. A lot of actors show up and they're like, oh, I don't know my lines. but. I don't know. It just for me, I'm like, I know my lines. I know my character. I'm showing up prepared. Um, 
but physically I always take my script. I just said I always know my lines. I do, but I always take my script and I don't take my script on my phone. I always take a hard copy of my script. And with my script, I have my call sheets. I have um, all of my notes. I have my breakdowns in my script. I have all my pages tagged. And I write down everyone's names when I get there. I, it's on the call sheet, but I rewrite everyone's names. I write the second AD's names, who generally yeah. going to be taking care of me. Um, and I just find that like really, a really important, an important like crutch to have with me is a is a physical script with all of my notes and all of my information, so that I am prepared no matter what. That is so cool. I would love at some point to be on a film set. I mean that sounds amazing. It is. It's fun. It's really fun. That's amazing. Now, if you could describe a film in which all of the characters that you have played at the moment will gather for a party, tell me what would be the name of that film? <laughs> um, Destined for Disaster. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I don't know, I'm at this weird point in my career right now where I'm playing such dramatic roles, just like heartbreaking roles, and then tons of really fun comedy, and then some romance interspersed in there. So I feel like Destined for Disaster would be, um, it would be kind of like a really dysfunctional Thanksgiving dinner, you know, where there's lots of laughing and, and drama and tears. I think yeah. that's probably where my career would be as if it was a movie title right now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And would it be like a like a like a dramedy or what would it be? Yes, it would be like a dramedy. It would be like a mm. Oh, what is the name of that movie with the You can't milk the cat, Fokker. What is that? Meet the Fockers. <laughs> it would be a Meet the Fockers type movie, I think. Yeah, okay. I like that yeah yeah and if you could describe your career at the moment on a movie tv show book play even a musical why not what would be the title of it the little the little engine that could let's throw a children's book in there i think i can i think i can i know i can i know i can i got yeah. this you know i'm having a renaissance in my career and um a lot of it is mindset, so just chug, mm. chug, chugging up the hill right now. <laughs> okay, okay. And if you have to describe your career, but this time on a drink, which one would you choose? A dirty martini. It's probably, maybe not the best idea, but it's gonna be fun and mm. it'll be interesting. And yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I like it, I like it, my martini, okay. <laughs> Okay. And I mean, what motivates you? You know, we all have those days in which you want to quit, you know, or even uh, it could take days, months, or, or even years sometimes, right? In which you just don't feel that you are on the on the place that you that that you should be, you know, you think that maybe that it, that it was a waste. I mean, getting inside into all of these toxic thoughts is super easy, right? But what gets you out of it? You know, what just pulled you out in order to continue pursuing the thing that you love the most, which is acting? You know, I I took so long off. I tried to convince myself that this wasn't what I wanted to do, that I could do all these other things. And yeah. 
I just, it never rang true. My motivation is this intense, incredibly real inner calling. And it, I mean, and if I ignore her, she screams at me. So when it gets tough and I'm like, I don't know if this is the right, I don't know if this, I'm doing the right thing. Like, should I keep going? What am I doing? It's like, there's no, there's no other choice for me. And there like really isn't. It's just, it is so my life's work and it's what I have to do. And I, I can't ever turn away from it again. There's, I, it's not an option. So, yeah. I think it helps now that I have, I have a little girl, right? And Mm -hmm. I have a five-year-old and I can't think of doing anything more impactful for her than for her to see her mom actually do what I really always wanted to do, to to fulfill my dream. I I think that's really powerful. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And also, yeah, because at, at the same time, you're sending a message that that dreams come true but at the same time you need to put work on it you know and i yeah. think that is one of the things that uh that sometimes uh we might forget you know that we want to be whatever we want to be yet but the moment that we kind of uh, just try a little bit of that hard work then we instantly get scared because we think it's easy you know so yeah. the fact that you can that you can show that message and, 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 and at the same time making it happen i think that is also inspiring i mean not not, not only to your daughter but, but like for more people to realize that everything is possible but there is a hell of a work that you need to do first you know yeah absolutely i love that i love that and my last question here is what can we expect from you in the future oh g- great things mm. excellent <laughs> success i am manifesting this in my life so um no i i mean in the, in the literal sense i um, I've just been cast as a lead in a feature that's filming in July, um, oh, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, and I'm taking five weeks off in June to go travel with my family and reconnect with all of my English contingency, my brother and sister and um, godparents. So there's um, some leisure, there is some exciting work, and on the far or not hopefully not too far horizon there is um there are big things there's big things in store for me i know it i know it i love it i love it charlotte and i and i'm super sure that it's gonna happen because i mean you were doing the thing that you love the most you know and as simple and as simple as it might sound i mean i I do understand that for some people it takes years or even decades to finally found something that they can do you know uh, to something that actually makes them happy And, and the fact that you're doing it it is inspiring. It is super cool, and I'm super sure that eventually we're gonna hear. We're, I mean, we're 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 gonna hear from you and see you basically everywhere. I mean, from from continent to other continent because you are so badass here, and I'm super sure that everything it's gonna be epic for you from here. I mean, forever basically. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. And, I really love talking to you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much for accepting. And those are my dogs, by the way. If you're listening. Yeah. No, we all have them. They're the yeah, best. Yeah. They get crazy. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I also want to thank, uh, yeah, I also want to thank those who are watching this right now. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this either, either later here on Instagram or later on YouTube or listening on you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure that you follow Charlotte and all the, you know, the social media. Normally, what I would say is super simple. If you already follow her, fantastic. 
we're gonna do now, we're gonna make her viral. I mean, hashtag Team Charla because let's make sure everybody knows about this amazing job, <laughs> this badass actress. And before I send you off, I need to send you off properly with an epic send up. So. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, again, thank you so much. Keep killing it, keep being amazing. Uh, keep being this amazing, badass super person and a uh, super mom. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. See <laughs> nice, bye. Bye. <laughs>